Welcome. <clears throat> Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess is on the road. We've got a great show ahead of us, folks. Father Charles Murr is going to be speaking on the issue of Freemasonry. What is it? This is going to be a high information show. So, Jess, welcome, brother. Thank you, Terry. I'm, I'm reporting from duty from an undisclosed bunker <laughs> here in uh, Southern California. Awesome. And I am ready to go. All right. And Father Charles Murr, welcome again to the Terry and Jesse Show. Greetings, gentlemen. God bless Father you, Father Charles. Father Charles Murr, my preferred pronouns are. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Father Murr, before we get into your book, what is, you know, about Freemasonry, uh, Jesse, I'd like to jump right into the gospel. Father Murr, <clears throat> are you in a position to read the gospel of Matthew to us and give us a little commentary? I am. I am. I'm ready. I am. Go the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you. Glory to you, Lord. Lord. (laughs) Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For he who would save his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul? Or what exchange shall a man give for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will render to every man according to his works. Amen, I say to you, there are some of them that stand here that shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Praise Jesus, to you, Lord Christ. Jesus Christ. Father, go ahead. Uh, doesn't that say it all? What do you want? Yeah, it really says it all, you know, doesn't every, it? Yeah. Every, t- every time I hear this gospel, yeah. uh, I think of a man for all seasons. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't had the chance to see, not the, not the movie, version that it's a classic the, uh, the the movie is a man for all season but there was also a production done by charlton heston yes of a man for all season i would encourage everyone to see that it's fantastic yeah. uh and and I, I i can see that scene where richie rich do you love the guy's name yeah, richie rich the man uh-huh. who wanted to be the one the man who wanted to be st thomas more's Son-in-law, Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. That's neat. <laughs> anyway, Richie Rich sells sells St. Thomas More out. He sell, he sold him out. Yeah. He gave false testimony. And in reward, I think he was given a tax collection for Wales. <laughs> something like that. And when, when he went by St. Thomas More, Thomas More looked at the, the medallion that he had on him that said he was a tax collector for Wales. And he said, he said, Richard, 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 what gaineth a man to have the entire world and lose his soul. Yep. But the entire world, Rich, but whales. <laughs> what a line. What a anyway. Line. All right. Anyway, yes. You know, Father, you know what that reminds me of also today's gospel? Yeah, I think about all the senators and Roman centurions back in the first, second, third century that came to encounter Christ and they were willing to give up everything. I mean, these people 
had positions of authority with with the with with the Roman Caesar. I, it reminds me of also the there's a movie called The Scarlet Robe, where a Roman centurion had an had an he he had the robe of Christ, the burial cloth, no, the, the robe of Christ yeah. that they were that they were betting on at the foot of the cross, and as a result of that, he came to a deep, profound conversion in Christ. He was actually there, and he saw Christ being crucified, and uh, he. He stood trial before the Caesar. He lost everything, including his life. And him and his wife, it shows him and his wife marching down to a spot of execution where they were uh, they were archered to death. I mean, there was thousands of people that that lived exactly what this gospel says today. Well said. Well said. And, and you know... Uh, what, what just one one other point to add to that i'm reading the 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 martial, martyrology of of of, uh, of the, the first saints of the church especially those in rome mm -hmm. what caused great consternation among the romans among the em the empire uh, the emperor and and his and his court was the attitude with which these people gave up their lives Yep. Their attitude, their, their attitude, I, I, I'm reading, I'm reading, this was written by witnesses, their attitude, they were singing, they were joyful, it, nobody was going in, I'm sure there was fear, I'm sure there was fear, my God, talk, to, talk about facing a lion, you know, uh, head on, what a, what a horrible, horrible thing, but they went in singing, Right. singing right you know Joyous. you know because they, because they knew they knew mm -hmm. what was waiting for that's them. right they knew what was waiting for them. and you know father Murph, bishop joseph strickland's hour he always talks about we as christians are being called to be first century christians again with that same attitude i think we need that today in the 21st century that's my take on and, it and by and by gosh terry we're almost we're almost equaling those numbers too yeah that's right that's right <laughs> Father Merck, can, Dwindling. I want to. I'm going to uh, not have Bishop Sheen today, but I want to get right into a, a book that you took a long time to write at the end of your life. Well, I, I hope it's not the, the end, but I. My point is, you're 70 years old. You end up writing a book called Murder and the 33 Degree. I read it and I said, "Wow, it explains so much." So I'd like to, Jess and I, ask you some really good questions that I think our listeners are going to find very fascinating. So, Jess, you want to hit up with the first question? Yeah, first of all, I want to congratulate you, Father, because you, you've talked, you're talking about something that a lot of people know is true, but they, they go, shh, don't say anything. Don't accept the apple cart. A lot of us have known for decades that we've been overrun, not only in America, but especially in the Catholic Church by Freemasons. But everybody says, shh, don't say anything, or you'll find other people that are part of the problem, they'll say, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Father, you, you, you've now joined a line of a lot of historians and a lot of good authors that have exposed this, as painful as it is, but I want to congratulate you. Let me ask you, Father, what is Freemasonry, and what ideas, philosophies, goals do Freemasons promote, and, and what are they all about? That, that, that great, great question. Well, let's get right to the philosophy of their being, mm -hmm. the existential questions. Uh, let's do this. 
go right back to the first century, the first century of, of, of in the in the Christian uh, uh, AD, uh, the year of our Lord. What is the first heresy that's coming up? The first heresy Gnosticism. that's playing the church, Gnosticism. Gnosticism. And where is Gnosticism coming from? Genesis, first book of the first book of the Bible, Genesis. Right? Yep. Eat this fruit. And the reason God doesn't want you to eat this fruit is that you'll be as wise and as knowing as he is. Got it. So go ahead and eat it. Right? You'll you'll be the gods. You'll be God. You'll you'll put him in his place. Gnosticism also it's it's a strange little disease <laughs> because because it plays so well with the, with the with human pride. Uh, it, I know something you don't know. I know some. I have a knowledge that you'd like to have, but you know, unfortunately, you're just not one of us. You don't you don't you don't you don't make it. I'm sorry. There are certain things only we can understand. This is Gnosticism. Which of course is a lot of bunk, a lot of bunk. Yep. What do you mean? There's something that there's something that you've got that I can't understand. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Our Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven, became man, so that all of us could understand. He didn't say I'm coming down for a special group of you, only the, the only those who can understand. That's Gnosticism. Gnosticism never went away. It what? never went away. It always remained. It is alive and well today, Gnosticism. And especially during the time of the Enlightenment, we talk about the Dark Ages. Uh, you know, that's really that's really part of the Black Legend. Do you know what the Black Legend is? No. Have you ever heard of that term? I've heard, heard the term. Yeah, sure. The Black Legend is simply this. Uh, it, it, it's, just, it's particularly well known in the Spanish-speaking world because it was England against Spain. Right with the Armada that that Spain that England defeated the Spanish Armada, yeah, they created this legend. the le The Black Legend was all about the wickedness of the Inquisition, the horrors of the of the uh, of the Crusades, the uh, the this the that. All of these are lies. Yeah, all of these are lies. I've met so many Catholics in my lifetime who said, you know, those Crusades. Oh, what a what a what a what a, what a moment of shame for the church. Uh, I said, excuse me, did we read the same book? <laughs> yes. Well, what are you talking about a moment of shame? They were, they were glorious, glorious. They, they had purpose in life. Were there some mistakes that people make? Yes, Catholic church didn't make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Human beings and human nature made that, those mistakes of greed. Got it. However, the crusade, the crusade to liberate the Holy Land from from uh, from Muslim uh, domination, and and so they were not killing Catholic pilgrims by the tens of, of hundreds, of hundreds and thousands each year. They were killing and enslaving pilgrims who would go to the Holy Land. Yeah. Father, this let whole, me jump this... in. We got a quick break. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're talking about murder in the 33rd degree. We're about what is Freemasonry? Stay with us, family. Just... Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr, author of the book Murder in the 33rd Degree, is taking us to school, and I love it. 
He's talking about Gnosticism and things like that, about tying it into uh, the Freemasonry. Now, Father Murr, do Gnosticism and naturalism constitute much of the Masonic philosophy? Terry, Terry, uh, let me ask Father a question. I want to understand something. Sure, sure Jeff. Sure. Uh, well, on the first question that I asked you, yeah. I just want to make sure I got this right. You got it. So, so Father, what do these revisionist historians what do they call that Catholic period in history? They what do they call it? The dark legend? Is that what they call it? The black black legend. The black oh, the black okay. the black legend. Okay. La, so that's la, it, Jesse, la leyenda negra. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. And la leyenda the, negra. Yeah. And, they, are, and they did quite and they did quite a fantastic job in, in diffusing that worldwide. Yeah, of course. They, they, yeah, because they teach this in colleges. Of I've heard that yes. term in secular colleges. The black legend of Catholicism. It's yes. like it's it's like mainstream history in in, in, in the regular college you go to the yes. you send your kids to. Yeah. Thanks. All right, that's yes. all I Good to point. Know. So Father, do Gnosticism and naturalism constitute much of the Masonic philosophy? Yes or no? Sure do. Sure do. Uh, look, we've got we've got we've, there are three very important years in in the in in this in this attack. 1517, yep. the Protestant Revolt. Yep. 1717, the, the the beginning of Freemasonry right. in London. And 1917. Fatima. Communism. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Of course, uh, of course, Fatima. Yep. Yes, but communism came in. Sure. The battle the battle against God himself. Yes. You've got, you've got the battle against the church, battle against faith, and then the battle against God himself. Well said. Uh, the, but in in the in the 1700s, uh, that that leyenda negra, that black legend, grew, and so did Freemasonry begin. And they took an awful lot of what they of their philosophy from Rousseau. Rousseau is a Frenchman. Very strange uh, 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 life. Sometimes Catholic, sometimes Protestant, sometimes Catholic, back and forth. And he really didn't believe much of anything, but he knew how to play the field, getting funding. He was Catholic when it was when it was uh, convenient to be Catholic. And there was a great song. Uh, uh, Tom Lear wrote a song years ago about about uh, uh, Verna von Braun, and he said one of the lines is, "A man whose allegiance is ruled by expedience." <laughs> That's a good line. Whatever, 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 whatever was convenient at the moment. Yeah. Rousseau was a naturalist, mm -hmm. and Rousseau wrote about nature as as a return to nature. You might have heard the 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 uh, the, uh, the theme or the the saying, the words, "the noble savage." Of course. All right. This is Rousseau, and what Rousseau is basically telling people is that if it weren't for the church, if it weren't for government, if it weren't for politics, if it weren't for any sort of uh, uh, society, societal program, mm -hmm. man would be just fine. Huh. You think that's gone away? No, it's thriving well. It's thriving quite well. Uh, how do, what do we hear? What do we hear? Had, had the Jesuit missionary simply not gone to Canada, Canada would be a wonderful place today. Oh, gosh. The, the, the Jesuit missionaries ruined it. The, the Franciscan missionaries in Mexico ruined Mexico. They ruined all of South America. They should have left the Indians as they were. The, of course, anyone who believes that has no idea 
has no idea what he's talking about. Right. Just no idea what he's talking about. However, this was Rousseau, and this still lives today. Wow. And this naturalism, what is climate change? Yeah, there you go. What, what, is, what is don't eat meat? What is don't eat meat? Naturalism. What is all of this? Yep. It, it's, it's exact. You know, the, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Amen. It's, it's amazing. We, and we haven't gotten out of that nope. yet. Well, this is where we're still, we're, we're still there. The Masons, a group, the, basically this, Freemasons were people who built walls. A mason is a bricklayer, right? Right. <clears throat> right. That's exactly what they were. But they were for cathedrals. They built cathedrals during the time the, during what we call the age of faith. They built cathedrals out of stones, and they were they had ranks. They were journeymen, apprentices, master builders, this, that, and the other thing, and they were free. We call them Freemasons. Why, why free? Because the Masons were one of the few groups of, of men who were free to go from one realm to another realm, from one region to another region without any hindrance to, to build, to build. They had no, there were laws against, you couldn't, you couldn't leave your kingdom, your fiefdom, wherever you were from. You could not do that. You belong there. The Freemasons were free to travel. Because the most important thing at that time were, were building these great edifices to the glory of God. So they had this freedom, therefore Freemasons. That's why they were called. Interesting. They, be, they began as a club in London, started by a Protestant clergyman in 1717. And the idea was what they always had. They had guilds. The, these Masons had guilds to take care of the widows and the orphans of people who were who died building building these great edifices. You can't I, I I had once years ago I saw the statistics how many people died building Buckingham Palace. How many people died building Notre Dame Cathedral, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, these these edifices took 100 200 years to build. Many people died in that process. Well, there were guilds that that organized to take care of the widows and the orphans of, of these people. Wow. If the government, the government was not involved with these things. That's why it worked. <laughs> Can you say that again? The charity, the charity, charity was real. It. Charity was real. Yeah, that, the government is the problem, as Ronald Reagan would say. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. One of the, the nine most the nine the nine uh, scariest words. Yeah. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so, so, so Father, Father, repeat this again. Masons were started by a Protestant individual, correct? A clergyman. I, I, I used to remember, I used to know his name. I forgot his name, but okay. he started it. He started it because here's what happened: those guilds that were set set up to help people, all of a the sudden, they started accepting different people who were not Masons. Oh, they started accepting uh, 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 this one and that one, and they would meet in bars and, and coffee houses and I guess not coffee houses they didn't have coffee houses then, but they, they met in social circumstances and started talking ideas well along came a Protestant minister and he said we've already got the the Freemasons the Masons are organized he said let's organize them in a different direction and he did he did so they had a group of uh, statutes and a constitution he wrote up the constitution you can you can read it if you wish and uh, it began then. It started setting up all over the world. 
Now, you've got another problem, a real problem with the Freemasons, because at that time, they became secretive. Uh, they had to take blood oaths. Mm. They still take a blood oath that if anybody disclosed these secrets of the, he will have his, he will have his, uh, his uh, neck cut uh, from ear to ear, this, that, and the other thing. And historically they've made good on that promise a few times. There were some, some rather outrageous cases where they, where they did uh, cover the, you, you swore, you swore by your own blood that this would happen. If you did that, you did that. That's it. You were, you were, you were taken care of that way. So it changed an awful lot in Europe. I, I always jump in right here and say, please don't confuse this with the Shriners. Okay. With the, with the, with the Shriners and, and the, 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 Sh the Shriners home for, 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 for crippled children and for, they have they, the Shriners having some great programs for 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 uh, especially for to help children health units. I think they have about twenty five major places in the United States that no one pays for. If you have a child with a problem, they take care of the the, the problems. So they're they're fantastic in, in in philanthropy that way, and they're they're authentic. Those are the Shriners. Uh, can you imagine in the in the United States of America? They raise approximately two million dollars a day. Wow, a day to take care of all of these places. So, do they do some good? Absolutely, they do some good. But that's not what we're talking about. The Shriners are are sort of a lower class Mason. They're businessmen and they're philanthropists. Yeah. They want to help. All right. What what really happened was the major problem in Europe. In Europe. Freemasons became very anti-Catholic. Mm, that's the difference. They became anti-Catholic right from the beginning, and some of them more ferocious than others. Mm -hmm. They were responsible in great part for the philosophy behind the French Revolution, behind the the, the Italian Risorgimento, uh, 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 in in Portugal, uh, in Spain, anywhere they could to topple what they considered tyranny, the monarchy, and the papacy is a monarchy. They wanted that done away with. As a matter of fact, in one of their in one of their uh, uh, organizations, one of their lodges of the Orient, part of the ceremony when you're sworn to the highest degree is to take uh, an emblem or uh, a figurine of the papal tiara, the triple the triple crown that the Pope used to wear, and smash it with your foot. Wow. On, under your heel, right? As the, because you will not tolerate any tyranny, and the Catholic Church is tyranny, according to them. So now, here's something that's really important to understand too. Mm -hmm. I touch a, a little bit about it in my book, but it's this: I I asked Cardinal Gagnon, who was doing a major study for three years on the problems in the Vatican, commissioned by the Pope, by Pope Paul VI. Gagnon and I were very, very, very good friends. We remained friends until he died. Right? Mm -hmm. The I asked him one time, it, "Do these? What do these people want? What do they want? These Freemasons? Do they want to destroy the Catholic Church?" And he he looked at me and smiled and he said, "They don't want to destroy it. Why would you destroy it? They want it." They want to. They want to take it over. It makes sense. 
It's just, it's not, they don't want to destroy it. The Catholic Church had, still has, the most magnificent system of communication and information in the world. In the world. If anything happens anywhere, within moments, now today we've got, okay, we've got computers and we can do this by on our own, but within moments, the Vatican could find out what's happening in, in a parish in, in Uganda through the through the nuncio, through the parish, through the bishop, through the parish priest, through the, this information and this control that the that the church had worldwide was uh, a point of envy, and they didn't want to destroy that. They wanted it for themselves. So the idea it was to get involved, to get inside. Bella Dodd years ago. Time out. We've got to take a quick break. Bella Dodd, a right. great teaser. When you come back, wait till you hear this on the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Father Charles Murr talking on Freemasonry. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr is here. He's the author of the book Murder in the 33rd Degree. If you want to get the book, we do have it on our website, vmpr.org, or call us at 877-526-2151. Father Murray, you left us on the edge. You're talking about Bella Dodd. Uh, this is a fascinating story. Can you share that with us? Always a, always a good place to leave you, Terry, on yeah. the edge. <laughs> That's right. right. Here, here's, here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, there's there's being there, there's more research being done on the on the Bella Dodd story and situation, right? Okay. And I think I think it's 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 going to be very positive, right? They're they're doing more more research on it. Good. But Bella Dodd, Bella Dodd was a a, a member not a member. I think she was head of the, the New York Communist Party. Yeah. And uh, long in the long in the short was short of the story was that she became she. Uh, she started listening to a man, a curious man by the name of Fulton J. Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. Go ahead. And 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 uh, he got into her head. Oh yeah. And started making making her think. Yep. The long and the short was that she became a Catholic. She left the Communist Party and she became a a, a, a zealous uh, a Catholic. Mm. She reported as member of the not just a member but a, a leader in the Communist Party of the United States of America and reported to Congress that uh, the communists worldwide had taken the decision to send at least a thousand men Mm -hmm. into seminaries, Catholic seminaries, and have them study for the priesthood. Uh, Now, that may seem shocking to a lot of people. It's not at all. They did the same thing in Russia. They did this in Russia. They did this everywhere the Communist Party was in. They're doing it today in China. Yep. The same thing is going on in China. So it's this is there's nothing new about this. But their idea was get inside. Get inside and from inside secularize. The Freemasons, when you're talking about the Freemasons, the communists, the, the socialists, the, anything that's major liberal mm-hmm. and does not admit to the existence of God, it as far as I'm concerned, you're talking about the same thing. You're yeah. just talking about variations of a theme, right? Yep. It's the, it, they're working toward the same thing. And uh, this, is what, this is what they've been very busy doing. 
infiltrating. Uh, Taylor Marshall has a, has a book called Infiltration. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very good book. And the idea is a very good idea too. They did infiltrate. These people have been looking to infiltrate the church for years, for years, decades. And they've made great, great, uh, great strides. Father, let me ask you this, a question. Sure. I know back in, 19, in the 1950s, Bella Dodd, she, she's on YouTube. You can hear her saying this. She said back in the 1950s that there were four cardinals in the Roman Curia that were communist. Um, that was in 1915 when she said that. How many, I mean, this is 2022. <laughs> how many people, would, if Bella Dodd were here, how many people, and you say right now the Roman Curia, or communists slash uh, masons right now. If there were four fifth, uh, 60 years ago, how many are there now? Just throw that out there. Uh, you no, know, you're, you're absolutely right. I wish I had an answer for you, but I'm sure it's a staggering amount. More yeah. than back in 70 years ago, that's for sure. Yes, but you know, we have to keep we have to keep a perspective here that's that's really important. Uh, people look at this and they hear about this and they say, well, the, the, you know, the church is so corrupt with all of it. And now even good faithful Catholics are listening to this, what we're talking about. And many of them are saying the corruption, the corruption, the corruption. Wake up. Wake up. Where the presence of Jesus Christ is strongest, yeah. you can be sure that the presence of the devil is going to be the strongest. Makes sense. Wake up. Wake up. This is, this is a real battle that's going on. It's real. Where Christ is, Satan is. Do you remember that great dialogue? I don't, I don't know why anybody does. Sheen is the only one that I heard doing this. <laughs> that great dialogue of the temptations of Christ in the desert. Oh, yeah. The dialogue between Christ and the devil. If you're the son of God, do this. If you're the son of God, tell these rocks to change into bread. If you're the son of God, worship me and I'll give, I love this. Sheen made this comment. He said, bow down, worship me, kneel before me, says Satan to God. Can you imagine yeah. the audacity? The, you're talking about pride. Hey, worship me and I'll give you any of the governments of the world. They're mine. Wow. Right? Fulton G. Sheen, Fulton J. Sheen made the little, the little comment after that. He said, I think it was the first time the devil ever spoke the truth. <laughs> What a great line. Right. Right. But, but look, look, what is the most sacred moment of the life of Christ for us besides the institution of the Eucharist, right? Yeah. I think the most sacred, I don't think it is, the most sacred moment is his crucifixion and death because with that, the gates, the gates of heaven were open. Yep. Makes sense. What do you have happening at the foot of the cross? you have again that same dialogue from the desert. If you're the son of God, come down. Come down. Yes. If you're the son of God, save yourself and save others. Same thing. If you're the son of God, right? Yep. If you're the son of God, the same questions. Yep. This was at the beginning of Christ's ministry, and it was at the very end of his earthly ministry mm -hmm. here on earth. The devil is there. If the devil is walking with Christ, to dare try to tempt God, why in the world would he not be at the very center of the Roman Catholic Church, which is God's sacred body, mystical body on earth? Makes sense. Of course oh, yeah. he's going to be there. Yes. Of Makes course. sense.
Yeah, and and this is what this is where people have to have to mature a little bit, and they oh, have yeah. to mature a little bit. Yes, we have corruption. There's no question of that. We also have great saints in the Vatican. Believe me, there are men. Uh, there are men who are devoted, devoted to the salvation, their salvation of their souls, and also the salvation of the church. So we've got everything. Right. But just never forget where the presence of Christ is strongest. So is the presence of the diabolic. Oh, well said. Jess, right. next Father, question. Father, Go ahead. Yeah. Father, so is, is Freemasonry a religion? I mean, or is it a philosophy? Is it just a men, a good old boys club? I mean, well, what? It, it, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. It's a good old boys club. It's a business. It's a business arrangement. There are a lot of people who get into Freemasonry because of business connections. You know that. You've talked to them. I was invited to become a Freemason years ago before I was a priest wow. and after I was a priest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, but okay. you'll have all these connections. At the time, I was, I was so busy trying to get funds for the orphanage I was building. You know, you, you're almost you, you want to do anything. You guys, come, come, come join the Freemasons. I'll, I'll get you in. Oh my. We'll take care of you. You know, anyway. Yes, it's a good old, it's a it's an old boys club. It's a this, it's a that. It's also with their rituals. They have rituals. They have vestments. Yes. They have they have pseudo sacraments. They have sacramentals. Yes, it's quite, it's sort of a religion. You cannot speak of of you can't speak of Christ. It's forbidden to speak of Christ. In, the, in their meetings or in their lodges. Wow. But they do they do admit God. And as a matter of fact, you had to believe in God. You had to believe in God uh, to, to be a, a Freemason until very recently. They accepted uh, uh, atheists. Do you know, you, you've got to stop and think. We were all alive. The three of us were alive at one time when the, uh, when the American Psychiatric Association considered atheism a mental disorder. Wow. I didn't know I, that. I didn't oh, know yes, either. yes, yes, yes. There's something wrong. There's something wow. wrong here, right? Now, all of a sudden, we've gone to the opposite. We've gone, if you're a Christian, you must be mentally ill. If you talk to God in prayer, you must be mentally ill. Oh, my this is something. But the, the Masons never, never denied the existence of God. Hmm. No, 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 no. They, but they refuse to speak of, of, of anything other than the God as the great architect. But, Father Murray, you, you mentioned oh. that you were asked to be a Mason, even as a, a Catholic priest. And many people think, uh, not true, but they say, you know, didn't the Catholic Church change its excommunication policy with the new Code of Canon Law back in 1983? And they think that now it's permitted for Catholics to become Freemasons? Tell me it ain't true. No, it, <laughs> listen, here's what happened. Yeah, and, no. and they were doing, they were revising the, the Code of Canon, Canon Law. Right. The old code of canon law was was written in 1917. Right. So, so even for the traditionalists, you know, I say this: I'm a traditionalist. I'm a conservative. I'm a traditionalist. I'm orthodox. Yeah. Uh, some things change in life. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are there are new situations that yeah, come of up. Of course. Uh, right. We've got to get with it. So, so yes, there were some changes. They rewrote canon law. What they did curiously here. In the Code of Canon Law, there was no mention in the new code of Freemasonry. Mm. Omission, huh? As if, it dis as if it disappeared. Yeah. 
and and they they were many people who would who would just wanted it to disappear. One of them, one of the characters in my book is is Monsignor Mario Marini. Yes, who took who took uh, Bunini's old job. He was he was in Bunini's uh, Bagnini, as I call him, uh, <laughs> old job in the in the in the uh, Congregation for Divine Worship, but. Mario Marini went immediately to the congregation for uh, the doctrine of faith, headed at that time by Cardinal Ratzinger. And he said to Ratzinger, just a minute here. I see the new code of canon law. You sent it to all of us who work in the Curia. There's no mention of Freemasonry or that Freemasons are excommunicated from the Catholic Church. He said, nothing has changed in that. Why isn't it in the, in the code? And it was Marini and a few others, Gagnon also, yes. one of them, brought this to, to Ratzinger's attention. Ratzinger looked it over again and, and saw that somebody had indeed, some ones, more than one, had taken it out. There wow. was just no mention. He put it back in. God bless him. There's a, there's a, there's a, it's, it's back in the 1983, that, that, that there'd be no doubt about it. The same, the same penalty exists. Wow. So yes, but there was a move. There was a move to get to 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 say that. Well, today you can become a Freemason. Yeah. No, wow. no, no, no. We're no, going to take no, another no. quick break with Father Charles Murr on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call eight 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 five two six two one five one. Now. Here's Terry and Jesse. I think my microphone's working now. It is. I want to remind everybody that uh, Father Murr's book, Murder in the 33 Degree, is available on our website at vmpr.org, or you can call 877-526-2151. This is high information, uh, information regarding Freemasonry. Jesse, you've got some more questions. Go ahead, brother. Father, have, have the Freemasons tried to infiltrate the Knights of Columbus? I don't know if, they, if they've tried to infiltrate the Knights of Columbus. I, I will say this about the Knights of Columbus. The Knights of Columbus were started precisely because of the great impact that Freemasonry had uh, uh, in, in politics in the United States, in Mexico, in different places of Europe. Mm -hmm. So the, United, the, the Knights of Columbus are a marvelous group of men dedicated to, to serving the church, serving the truth. And I was a little bit disappointed in them with one thing. I was their chaplain. I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus, and I was their chaplain in Mexico. Uh, because the only secret the Knights of Columbus had was their, their uh, initiation right. ritual, which is fantastic, yeah. which, which is absolutely fantastic. And it should really remain a secret. Not because it's a horrible dark secret, but because the, the it, it, you would lose the impact of it. You would lose the impact if, if everyone just talked about it. it. It's marvelous. But anyway, they they even got rid of that secret. That was the only secret that you had to, to, to hold hold sacred the the initiation rites. They even got rid of that to show everyone in the world that the Knights of Columbus were completely open, above board, and honest. Not so. The Freemasons, they have, they are sworn to secrecy about their, their about a lot of things, about a lot of things, Got about it. a number of things. Father Byrne, yes. let me jump in. Has Freemasonry played a historic anti-Catholic role 
attempting to destroy the Catholic Church in countries such as France, Germany, Italy, Portugal, Spain, England, Scotland, and Mexico, Venezuela, uh, Bolivia, Peru. I mean, and in the United States of America, that's quite a list. Yes. And and to all of those countries that you just asked about, yeah. uh, uh, yes, 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 wow. yes, in all of them. Check off, yes. Amen. Uh, they were particularly brutal in Spain and in Mexico. What about what about Portugal? Weren't they brutal in Portugal too? Also, also in Portugal, but it, but in Spain, they yeah. actually caused an entire civil war in Spain, oh, an go, entire 36. civil war in Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah, I and forgot. and and the, and killed priests as 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 often and uh, as often as they possibly could. Wow. They wanted to stamp out Catholicism completely. Amazing. It was after that they lost. They lost. Uh, that, that's, especially the one in Mexico is a little bit uh, is a little bit of a, of a, a problematic still because uh, the the war ended in Mexico. Actually, the Christians, the Christian soldiers, the Cristeros, could have won that. Could have won that war. Yeah, we know they laid but down. Pius, oh, yeah. Pope Pius XI. Tell the story. Tell it. Called it off. Yeah, and tell us what happened. Called it off. I, I mean this. This was a, a mistake by the church because yes. they said, put your arms down, right? You, you tell the story, Father. What happened? Well, they said, put your arms down. Put down your arms. And uh, and, uh, and and there were negotiations back and forth. The church will be given back its liberty. Right. We won't hold anyone. We won't hold anyone, any any regrets or any any vendettas for anyone. Just yeah. put your arms down and we'll all we'll, we'll come to a truce. And what happened? Well, the Christian soldiers, the Christian soldiers did put down their arms. And as soon as they did, uh, 5,000 of them were, were murdered. Yeah, execution, by, right? By uh, executed by, yep. by government troops. I'll never forget so, that. It was, it, this is, this is, this is a, and, and Freemasonry in Mexico, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how it stands today, but when I was there, it's you had seven. to be, you had to be a 33rd degree Mason to be involved in anything in government beyond dog catcher. Wow. That's just the late step. If you were, if you were, if you were not a Freemason, you could not belong to government. And the the problem was that there were some very there were some good enough Catholics who wanted to get into politics. They had to go to the bishops. They had to go to their bishop and ask permission to join the Freemasons. Oh my God! <laughs> because if, if 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 they didn't join the Freemasons, there was no way they could be politicians. And if they weren't politicians, the opposite side, which were, were brutal, would win. So many bishops, good bishops, gave permission to individuals to become Freemasons simply to get into uh, to get into a, a, a politics and make a difference for the good wow. of Mexico. Wow. But it was it was it was a bad situation there. Bad situation. Father, let me just jump in again. You are on the uh, Terry and Jesse show once a month. We got so many more questions and probably about eight minutes, Jesse. Um, what else do you want to talk about with Father? We have a lot of questions. Which one do you think is uh, next for us? Father, here's something Here's something interesting that I don't know if you've heard, is that there's a, there's actually a prayer that Father Chad Ripperger and many other exorcists use to break generational spirits from many people that are possessed through Freemasonry coming down their family line. Wow. Uh, and mm -hmm. and so I've talked to Father Ripper. He says some of the worst cases of demonic possession that he deals with in the last 16 years, he says, are people that have it comes through the fam a curse or the family line patriarchy. 
and it'll come down through an, uh, another male in the family and he'll say uh, that they have to, he'll have to take them through specific renunciations of Freemasonry by name. Uh, and so let me ask you a question. I mean, without a doubt, there's a diabolical component to Freemasonry, correct? It's, it's just not some secular organization. There's something no. demonic about Freemasonry, yes? Yes, 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 there is. Yes, there is. Because you because it's presenting, it's first of all, it's presenting a false god. And 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 it, and, it, and it, everything is secular. It's all secular. It's all here and now. It's not there and then. This the idea of the, of the soul getting to heaven, and uh, this idea of, of, of uh, the the very idea of God, the real God, the Trinity. Uh, no, 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 no. It's a different kind of a God. It's a it's a spirit of the world, and we are responsible for changing this world. This is the problem that I've got. You're getting me started. You know that, huh? And you're getting me. You're getting me started right at the end of the program, which is a good place to get me started. So you can cut me off. But when I hear about social justice, I'm up to here with social justice. I, I can't stand it any longer. We've always had social justice. Are you kidding me? The Catholic Church opened orphanages, hospitals, mental hospitals. Uh, uh, programs for this programs for that housing what are you talking about social justice this is this is who we are for 2000 years this is nothing new but we have we have that as a mandate from god to care for the people who are here because of love of god the the masons don't have this for love of god they have it for love of uh, for love of mankind yeah God is out of the question. That's not it. We're working for this. Fraternity, liberty, equality. This is, this, is, this is the French Revolution, and this is what the Masons have been preaching forever. Uh, so, yes, and, and excuse me, but in Europe, which again is a different kind of Freemasonry, it's very anti-Catholic, very anti-Catholic. In, in many cases, it was involved with the, the Freemasons were involved in many cases, not all with black masses and, and things of the occult. Wow. Right? And we had also the Illuminati, the Illuminati who later who joined the Masons, who were uh, a radical group of very anti-Catholic, not just anti-Catholic, anti-God yeah. uh, people. When you negate the Trinity, the blessed Trinity, you're negating not just the nature of God, you're, you're denying God. And they, they this is what they do, right? So yes, and, you know, to that too, Jesse, let me just remind you, especially today, modern psychology. What does modern psychology tell us? Remember, do you remember the question that the, 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 the man asked our Lord? He said, he said, Jesus, here's a man who was born blind. Oh, yeah. He said, whose sin is he paying? His grandfather's? His father's, his own. Now that seems to us to be a very strange question, but it's not a strange question. The Jews had it that for three or seven generations, a sin could be paid. Wow! Through your children, through your grandchildren. If it was a great offense against God, it would be paid. Right? We say, "Oh, fooey! What, 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 what hogwash? That's nonsense." Is it really? Really? You take you take the sin any sin of sexual abuse that's not to be paid, 
from one generation to another generation. But alcoholism doesn't have anything to do with, with going on from generation to generation to generation. Drug addiction, nothing to, of course they do. All of these things continue. All of these things continue. Yeah. The devil doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to die. He wants another chance and another chance and another chance. And as, as far as, as long as he can hold on, he'll hold on. But yes, all of these things are generational and they go on. One of the things, Archbishop, Archbishop Nuno, who was my first bishop, the Bishop of Guadalajara, I, I was hearing confessions. We would hear confessions. I am not kidding you. We would be seven or eight priests in the, in the cathedral for the feast of, of San Juan de los Lagos, Our Lady of San Juan. Three million people walked <laughs> from as far away from Mexico City to wow. San Juan de los Lagos, a, a journey of 28 days by foot. Wow. Right? Three million people. And we heard confessions, seven or eight of us, I'm not exaggerating, 16, 17 hours a day. Incredible. And when you would get up from the confessional, people would get angry. <laughs> Father, come on, get back in there. You know, I said, just give me five minutes. In those days, I was smoking too. So I'd have to go for two hours without a cigarette. It was terrible. Thank God I gave that up. But, but I said to I said to the Archbishop, I said, you know, a lot of these people, they haven't gone to confession for the longest time. He said, you're going to hear, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear a lot of people who have not been to confession for 40, sometimes 50 years. Wow. I said, well, what do, what do you do? I mean, you can't, I've got, I've got 20 people waiting here, 20 people on the other side and 40 in front <laughs> waiting to go to confession. I mean, you can't go through somebody's lifetime. He said, you go quickly through the 10 commandments. There you go. And at the end of that, you ask them, did they ever take an oath to Freemasonry? Wow. Incredible. Father Charles. That was, that was, that was the 11th point. We're going to have you back next month. Once a month, we're going to talk with you, and I appreciate you taking the time. His book is called Murder in the 33rd Degree. You can get it from vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. Up next, Bible with the Barbers, talking about what's the Bible have to say about the dignity of the Bible, of the bi- a body. Father Charles Murr, thanks again for joining us. Jesse Thank you, Romero, gentlemen. Thank you. What state Thank should you, we be Barry. living Thank in? Thank you, Jesse. You bet. Jess, what state? Thank you, Father. What state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in the state of grace. Don't live in the state of mortal sin. Remember, Catholics, be holy or die trying and save yourself from this corrupt generation, as St. Peter says. Very first Friday. Perfect. Make sure that you get to Mass, confession, and I thank you, and may God bless you. Up next, the Bible with the Barbers.